When you have a cord like that, that like, you know, just doesn't sit right and it causes problems because uh, the wires internally broke. Sometimes if you just get it to where you get the connection to where the metal touches again, and then you yeah. just hold it there by putting some weight on it and it'll stay plate. Put a little stake on it. Yeah. See now, and this is just going to keep happening because it's, it's loosening up again. Okay. Talk, talk to me again. Test one, test two, test one, test two. All right. Fuck test it. Fuck it. You know what? We're just going to go pan in the middle because that gives it enough signal strength. We're just going to be talking over each other and it's just going to be fucked up and that's just what's going to happen. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck so, it. So I, fuck it. I'll write it. Fuck it, we'll do it live. I'll play it and we'll do it live. Enough of this crap. <laughs> it's just suck. It's the only way it's going to work, so we're just going to have to do it that way. So, whatever, you know. <laughs> whatever, I guess. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. Not for nothing, but the uh audio import into the laptop I'm using, is it working like when I plug in headphones, it still plays sound external unless I use my little Millennium Falcon uh ship that I have and push it underneath and then it works. <laughs> so you had to put some weight under it. I had to put some weight under it and now I MacGyvered that shit. The Millennium Falcon is helping us. <laughs> the Millennium Falcon is now the patron saint of Matt getting a decent connection for a microphone. For audio, yes. For Not, not audio, for uh, yeah, but for audio for me to listen. It's not the microphone. It's like if you were talking to me right now, instead of coming through my headphones, it would come through the computer speakers. Like there are no headphones plugged in weird yeah unless i have the falcon underneath the headphone connection and it pushes it upright <laughs> oh life is fucked oh yeah life is definitely fucked all right so we've got everything it's all set up it's ready to go we're just gonna do it like it's a live episode if we talk over each other for skype then fuck it there's nothing we can do about it that's right <laughs> all right that's all we can do all right i'm gonna mute the channels here we go all right this show will pollute listeners ears with foul language occasional sexually explicit content and more irony than is allowed for single episodes. In the last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our Constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema PsyOps. Which exploits women and men alike to continue. Sharing filth-laden desires on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants. Federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hill. The fact that society is becoming much more open now, uh, less repressed, and I think there's less need for cinema psyops. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved. Living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on Wi-Fi, it's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to... Cinema PsyOps. It must be oh, dizzying and exciting, but corrupting in a way that we can't even think about. A pirate ship with a tattered flag, sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain. Cinema PsyOps. Long may she sail.
Hello and welcome to Cinema PsyOps. Once again, I'm sitting alone in the studio. Matt is in the bunker, not for illness or disease or any reason like that, but because it's the only fucking way we could squeeze in this episode, and here he is. Hello, Matt. Hello. I mean, it's kind of for disease, because, you know, I'm still getting over it. You still don't want what I had. So <laughs> Yeah, especially since the reason that we are recording this early, we're recording it a day early, is so that I have more time to edit it to try and get it out on time, because I will not be around for Memorial Day. As no, a, you will not. As everybody is currently listening to this for Memorial Day, I won't be here. I'll be with my family. Yes. And so you're going to see your dad, huh? Well, I'm going to go visit my mom and my dad. My sister's probably yeah. driving up. And then I'm going to see some friends from high school, maybe on Saturday. I guess we'll see. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. So you and your dad going to throw the ball around a little bit? <laughs> My dad was never that type of dad. We never threw a ball around, and he actually never really showed any fucking interest in me until I became about a teenager, and that's about the time. Whenever I wasn't like- whenever I wasn't into like doing the kind of stuff that he liked, like working on cars and stuff, he just kind of like completely lost interest in me. Do you need to get another tattoo after this, or are you going to be all right? No, I'm fine. I mean, that's just the way it is. Wait, wait, that's not the way it is. That's the way it is for everybody. No, no, that's just the way it was for me. How about that? Okay, there you go. Funny story about that, right? Um, My Uh my sister and well, my mom and my dad and I went to go visit my sister at her house one of the times that I was visiting, and my dad's running around playing with his grandkids and you know, kind of tossing them around like you you play with kids where you throw them up in the air or whatever, doing that kind of stuff like the fake wrestling kind of thing and pretending like they're in danger when they're really not. And he's just like going crazy playing with them. And I jokingly said, "Well, he never played with me like that." And my mom looks at me and she's like, "And he feels very guilty and very." bad about that and i'm like god uh, i'm like god damn i was just kidding but yeah, yeah Bob, need to make this real <laughs> yeah, i was like yeah um jesus <laughs> well that's some pain i gotta go deal with later <laughs> yeah yeah that your father has immense guilt for the way he raised you <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and considering that i've inherited his anxiety i can only imagine how that's tearing him up you know oh yeah <laughs> yeah you, you done fucked up a hey, rod <laughs> Well, and, you know, I I had this conversation with my parents as well, where my mom apologized for some stuff, too, with me, like, a long time ago. And I'm like, look, I am the way I am because of how you guys raised me. So unless you're ashamed of how I actually turned out, everything else we just don't need to worry about. I know I joke around about this kind of shit on this show. And, you know, you know it. And, and, you know, I guess some of our audience kind of gets the the gist of it, that even though I'm joking around about it, some of it kind of has some kernel of truth to it. And it's like... All our jokes have have a tiny kernel of truth. about us especially the ones where we're talking about how insecure we are as men yes 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 well yeah yeah definitely that (laughs) yeah we 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 are we i don't know how you consider us men (laughs) what's the flight of the concords joke am i a man yes technically yes Technically, yes. <laughs> Technically, we are men. <laughs> we were, but uh, not, not so much. In, in, like, it's hard to tell. You can't prove it on paper. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm a little bit more manly than you, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we won't argue that. I don't that. know. I don't know all about that. <laughs> let's, let's just settle it the fuck down. <laughs> okay. I do all the home repair stuff around my house. Who does it in yours? I actually do. <laughs> You do? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yes, I have done home repair stuff in our house. <laughs> I constantly, I'm in charge of mowing the lawn, taking out the garbage. No, I'm talking about fixing shit. shit when it's broke. Yeah. You do that shit too? Yeah. But see, if I can, but, like if I have the tools and shit, if I can, I do. But see, how is that defining manliness versus, you know, non manliness? Because that's a gender conforming idea of what manliness actually is. So that's an invalid argument as well. 
Yeah, we're probably more talking about toxic masculinity at this point. Yeah, so I'm proud to not be very toxic in my masculinity, I suppose. <laughs> like we can't we can't but, shame each other for being big wusses anymore because that's just being to- toxic masculine, you know, stereotypes. Yeah, so Yeah, it's it's not it's not right. You can't do that anymore. God damn it, I want to call you, you a pussy on a regular basis. <laughs> I know you can't call someone a nitty anymore, you know? Just, <laughs> just doesn't work. I miss the old days when you could belittle a human being for being slightly different than you and it was good yeah it's a rite of passage god damn it <laughs> what's this country coming to where i can't make someone feel like less than a human being just to make myself feel better what's what's this country coming to where we're trying to teach our kids to be actual human beings instead of the little monsters they were when we were growing up <laughs> how dare people demand equal respect and equal rights what is this america i know. I, I asked my newly high school kid i go so you know is there a lot of bullying he goes no bullying doesn't really exist anymore and i'm like what <laughs> wait a minute yeah you lucky shits <laughs> i would i fucking had to and like every school has like a be kind thing around omaha and i'm like you know what no one told anyone to be kind to me <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of horse shit dumped on me god damn it sounds like somebody else in the room needs a tattoo now I do. I, I need to go throw the ball around. <laughs> all right. I think we've padded out the opening of the episode plenty here with all of this talk yeah. of our insecurities and how we've been fucked up by bad parenting and or bullying. Yeah. Well, I mean, so it's a normal show. Yeah. We're doing great. Yeah. This is basically how we are on a regular basis. I'm super stoked to talk about this. Spoiler alert, everybody. So far, this may Matei, this movie has been my favorite that we've done. Zombies really? the beginning. I had a blast watching this. All right, all right. (laughs) It may or may not have had to do with the frame of mind I was in while I was watching it. I don't know. But I had so (laughs) much fucking fun watching this last night to be able to record it today. So um, Now, when I say that it's the one that I enjoyed the most, it's still a terrible movie. Do not get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I was hoping (laughs) you weren't trying to sell me that this is a good movie. No, no. (laughs) What I'm saying is I had a shitload of fun watching it, okay? (laughs) There you go. There you go. It's not good. It's not well done. There's a whole lot of wrong with this movie, but it is a shitload of fun to watch. Watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm still probably going to belittle it and talk down about it and do all the things that the Be Best, Be Kind movement is going to hate. Yes, of course. We're going to, we are going to mercifully bully this, uh, <laughs> this movie. It's going to be huddled in a corner in the shower, sucking its thumb when we're done with it. Goddamn right. <laughs> so, why don't we go ahead and take a break here? We will play the Legion podcast Patreon promo ad. We'll have a little bit of music befitting of Zombies the Beginning, and we will kick off this Maymate episode from there. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. 
We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Another fucking band that I'm going to be obsessed with for a very long time. That is the Resurrects. I actually got to see them when the Necromantics came to town. They were the band that went on just before the Necromantics, and I'm a huge fan already. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I had to put together some of their albums from various YouTube clips. Uh, one of their earliest albums is only available as like an import from Germany, and I'm not spending 70 fucking dollars on a CD. I'm just going to rip to MP3s. That's just not going to happen. That's just not. <laughs> No, that's not that's not the old uh, case, huh? No, but what I ended up finding is that a bunch of them are on YouTube as pretty high resolution files, and you know, I I actually know how to rip the audio out of YouTube pretty easily, so I was doing that, and then I just ended up basically putting the album together from various tracks that were up there on YouTube, and then I made the album myself that way. <laughs> and I mean, like, you have to do stuff like that when that's the only way you're going to get your hands on the album. Although the people that are all big on copyright law are like, no, that's a violation. You have to pay $75 for a CD even if you do rip it to MP3s, which by the way is a violation of copyright. You would steal a house, would you? Yes, oh. I fucking would steal a house. I, I would fucking steal a house. Why would you tell me I would? Have you seen fucking taxes lately? I'd fucking steal a house. If I could download a fucking house like I download a fucking song, I would fucking do it. Don't tell me I wouldn't do it. I know I would right. do it. That would be evident. Who knows? If you get a good enough 3D printer, you get that shit done. <laughs> right. I would 3D print myself a fucking mansion. 
all of it stolen. Yes, all of it stolen. Go fuck yourself <laughs> with your goddamn horse shit. <laughs> you know what I absolutely did not steal, though, Matt? What's that? Not this trailer, because it's another sizzle reel that's useless, so we just have to oh. move into the notes. <laughs> so we're just moving into the notes? No trailer, huh? Yeah. There's, well, it's a sizzle oh. reel. It's all sound effects again. Oh, go fucking, uh, fucking figure it out. All right, <laughs> here we are. Zombies, the beginning. Well, it looks like this is a follow-up from Island of the Dead, and we follow up from the end of that movie, only this time, Sharon is alive, so she's not dead. Okay, first of all, how is this the beginning of the zombies if it's a sequel to where we already saw the zombies? Because they hate us? I mean, what do you want, man? You want something to make sense? You're in the wrong business. Yeah, like, when I saw this, I'm like, holy fucking shit, this is a fucking sequel. I'm in! And then I'm like, wait a minute, how is this the beginning when it's a sequel? (laughs) Because it's the beginning of a different kind of zombie. Yes, that I get. It's the beginning of a special tailor-made zombie. And it's also the rule equivalent of everything having to do with Italian cinema. This is a giant fucking ripoff film, but this is how I... You remember when we were talking about Island of the Living Dead, how I was like, this is just lame. It's a bunch of bad ideas mixed together and they never actually did anything different or cool like Italian cinema used to do. I was like lamenting that like crazy. Well, Zombies the Beginning is doing exactly what I wanted it to do. It's ripping a bunch of different weird shit off, throwing it all together and making this weird fucking movie. Exactly. (laughs) Which is why I enjoyed this one so much because this is the kind of crap Italian cinema I want, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, we see Sharon is starting to have nightmares of the dead. A nurse comes to check on her and Sharon then becomes a zombie and attacks the nurse. Then we see that was also a dream. Sharon says... These nightmares happen like every night. The zombie dreams that she's having there just wanted to wanted to make sure that was the actual hallway that we were talking about. That was the cool, creepy sequence from Island of the Living Dead, right? That'd be a cool, yeah, the cool haunted house hallway. Yes, exactly. Okay, that's what I thought it was. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, awesome. This is pretty cool. They're reusing some of the best footage and the nightmare sequence where they did it in black and white and the way they were cutting back and forth with her doing the dreams and everything. This is like Mate at his best worst, if you will. Yeah. Doing his worst to be at his best. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so anyway, Sharon then has a meeting with the board of directors of her company. That is our first clip. I don't know how many times I can keep telling you the same story over and over again. All right. You saying that the Dark Star exploded for no plausible reason when you were back on land. Do you have any idea how much a salvage ship like the Dark Star costs? Approximately $15 million. That's not counting the scientific equipment. And the insurance company won't want to pay in this case. You maintain, for unknown reasons, the Dark Star was washed up on an unexplored island, and as soon as you set foot on land... You were attacked by horrible creatures and resuscitated dead bodies. Yes, exactly. Resuscitated dead bodies. Zombies. Call it whatever you like. But one thing's for sure. Those creatures are the ones who killed my crew and probably destroyed your precious ship. From our official reports, there's no physical evidence that there even exists such an island. I know that. Our maps didn't indicate it either. It was there. What did the investigation come up with? The island was hit by a cataclysm which caused this disappearance. That's why it's no longer found on the nautical maps. And I'm telling you that this island exists. It's still there, and it's populated by those things. Look, I already know how this will all end up. But those creatures exist, and they are there. Thank you, Doctor. That will be enough. You're not listening to me! 
I saw. Those things down there. That is enough. This hearing is over. No! It isn't over, goddammit! If one of those monsters happened to get here, you won't be able to say this hearing is over. And all this bullshit that you think is so important will only be able to use to wipe your ass! Tell us, Sharon, is it true that you take tranquilizers? It's written in your psychological evaluation. Person presents an accentuated psychological instability with an extremely harmful persecution complex and a lack of logical capacity. You ugly witch! I'd like to have seen you in my place with all those monsters running after you, trying to drink your blood! We understand how you feel, but as of this moment, you are no longer part of our company. My advice to you is to start taking care of yourself and not these incredible resuscitated dead bodies. Okay, this just needs to be said. It just needs to be fucking said. This is very, very clearly a huge fucking aliens ripoff. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> and, and not just that, there could be a few scenes later where we're going to see an obvious aliens ripoff. No, no, the entire thing is aliens. Like, the entire plot. They just ripped out xenomorphs and replaced it with zombies. I mean, it's almost exactly oh, yeah. the same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, they might as well have been referring to the island as, like, LG Force 26 or something. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, holy fucking shit, man. This, uh, when I saw this, I was like, holy crap, they even are actually pulling out the extended cut of aliens where you have the director's cut of aliens where there's more of this kind of stuff with the boardroom arguments. They even used yeah. that footage and stole that that idea yeah <laughs> it's fucking brilliantly bad <laughs> so then we have more nightmares for sharon and then we see sharon is now a monk in a ministry when she is visited by paul uh, uh, uh by paul uh barker uh he is from tyler incorporated and paul says he believes her in everything she says he says that a team actually found that same island and they took some of the dead to another island that's owned by the company. But they haven't heard from that team. And he asked her to go with them uh, with a group of soldiers to check it out. She at first says no. Aliens. <laughs> Aliens. I'm surprised that it like break and go. Well, Ripley, I mean, Sharon, more <laughs> nightmares for Sharon. And then she wakes up and she says she can't keep running from her nightmares. Uh, we see some soldiers are lining up at a submarine base. And that is our next clip. President accounted for, sir. At ease, I heard that there's a problem on an island. And they called us. We're going to resolve that problem no matter what it may be. I expect the maximum effort of power here. Anything less. I can tell you, and you'll regret the day you didn't join the police academy. Is that clear? You want me to lead you? Because if you don't, then that strange sensation up your pants will be my foot up your ass. Permission to speak, sir. What is it, Thompson? What exactly would then be the meaning of the word problem, sir? The only thing we know is that there's no base and no more contact on the island. And that there's some kind of dead come back to life. Maybe there is Sir, permitted to speak, sir. Yes. What means some kind of dead, sir? Well, then dead. <laughs> you mean zombies? Like George Romero? <laughs> sir, are you being serious? Over to you, doctor. Convince them if you can. Thank you. Our ship was marooned near an uncharted island. That island was populated by beings that were by no means human. Dead brought to life that ate human beings. 
And those who weren't devoured became one of them. One of the living dead. Cut that shit, sweetheart. Show us where they are. Well said. We're going to send them back underground. Are you finished? Those creatures that you're laughing at killed my entire crew. We shot at them, but they just kept on coming. You can't kill what's already dead. Sergeant, proceed as planned. Yes, sir! You are the boss! Get your ass in gear! Move out! Yeah, you can't kill what's already dead, motherfuckers, except for they do actually a lot in this movie, but uh, whatever. Okay, so Taylor is essentially Wayland yutani Corporation, or the Wayland Corporation, and yeah. the island that they're talking about, the original island would actually be the LV-426 island that we were talking about from Aliens, but in this movie, they went to the Lost Island, grabbed a couple of zombies, and then went to their own island that's owned by the Wayland Company, which makes me feel like it's all the same island, they just bought the island or the to the island or claimed it or something like that <laughs> and this yeah. this speech is so reminiscent of the aliens segment where all the marines are talking shit and they're like oh it looks like we got ourselves a bug hunt <laughs> well yeah and then uh yeah of course the one guy who was talking about george romero is obviously uh bill paxton's character yeah so basically what we're getting at here is the other movie they didn't know that zombies were real but when we get to this movie which is the sequel they have some kind of inclination that zombies existed in movies and they have seen romero movies in this universe and now a corporation is trying to take zombies and turn them into some kind of money-making scheme we don't know what yet so this is such a weird hodgepodge of shit like it's crossing its own realities and breaking its own rules and i'm still having a blast at this point yeah this is still a great time (laughs) (laughs) Oh and my god and we're up we're up on the footage of the the actual like reused stock footage of the submarine and everything and the external thing where it loads up and it doesn't quite match up right but it still looks awesome the way they did it. <laughs> well, and also uh we we cut to then like there's some submarine action of them, you know, descending and all that and submerging. Then we have soldiers all like, you know, talking shit and stuff while eating, all very aliens like. So, yeah, but we never see any of these fucking soldiers again. That's just stock- well, you footage. do, but they're all just under mass. I mean, <laughs> no, no, the, the actors that are playing these soldiers, you never see those actors that are in the submarine portion of it again. That's a lie. There's two of them. Oh, yeah, the submarine. You never see them in the submarine again. That's yeah. right. Yeah, the ones the ones from the submarine you never see again is the ones like the ones that they're talking before they get into the sub, and then when they get out of the sub, they reemerge. Well, that's not true. The, the heavily annoying one, and then one of the women are in there. You see them again. They play pretty prominent roles. Yeah, but that footage doesn't look like a fucking submarine. That looks like a battleship or like uh, or like a a a fucking industrial like room it's way too big it's like three or floors or whatever there's no way they fit that on a submarine man (laughs) (laughs) they don't really know what is involved with the submarine (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure that that submarine might actually be part tardis because it doesn't work like that yeah well now they're all storming the beach they all get set and they're all coming up to the beach and the do you know the music they played while storming the beach do you know where that's from no but it did sound familiar it's Bill Goldberg's wrestling theme. Is it really? They reused Bill Goldberg. It Gold- fucking is. That's yes, hilarious. They, and they used it like three times in this movie. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, they used Bill Goldberg's wrestling theme for his theme song. 
They should have at least had one or two of the zombies get taken out by his finishing move, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah the jackhammer. Yeah, because <laughs> that would be an effective zombie killer to jackhammer them. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Until they start eating your rib cage while you're holding them straight up in the air for the dramatic pause. Yeah, yeah. You can't do the dramatic pause in zombie movies. You're just going to get really fucked if you do that. Um they uh, check out a van that's kind of like a mobile command center. And it's empty except for like one like really decrepit, like, you know, skeleton body. So they decide they're going to take that. It's going to help them out. Well, it can't be aliens if they don't have a land cruiser that can then be drove right up to where they need to go to an exit and then nuke the site from orbit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was still waiting for her to say that to nuke the site from orbit. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for her to say, stay away from her, you bitch. <laughs> That never happened either, damn it. It never happens, and I'm really sad about it because I was really looking for it. <laughs> like any lame excuse they could come up with to make that happen would have been awesome. Stay away from her, you bitch. That's misogynistic, uh- and you're just feeding into the patriarchy. <laughs> Oh, good times. Uh, uh, the patriarchy. Uh, anyway, they get to the compound and they are able to access it. They find some dead bodies on the ground riddled with bullet holes. They secure the area so Sharon, the commander, and a couple of scientists can enter uh, to find the operations center. Uh, they find a room with uh, like leftover dead fetuses and zombie bodies. Uh, hot. Yes, there are also still zombies that are active in cages. Uh, also they hot. Read, they read that these women were part of the company and the fetuses were removed and they died after giving birth. Uh, they get motion alerts from the motion sensors they put down and they go to check it out. Aliens. A, yes. A soldier is attacked by what appears to be a baby ghoul. Uh, then they are able to throw it down and the baby zombie is then shot and killed. Okay, we got we got to talk about this. So the effects so far have actually been not too bad. The little, yeah, not, the makeup's pretty good. The little zombie ghoul character, like the, the baby zombie ghoul character is creepy as fuck. Yeah. Them wedging in the aliens rangefinder thing in this is ridiculous, but awesome. I fucking love that van. I want that van. Let's go get that van. We should have that van and we'll just travel around and do our podcast from that thing. <laughs> So already we're we're barely like what even 15 20 minutes into this movie once this stuff kicks in and I am having a total blast this whole time and that's when I posted in the group that I cannot wait to talk about it um I know. last night when I was watching cuz this is just so fucking crazy I want that van though I'm serious man I I like having a little command center and being the dude by it you know <laughs> You just want to sit in the van while everybody else does the hard work. Exactly. Way to go. Be bravo. You nailed it. <laughs> That's the dream. Those guys are pretty much just watching TV at that point. <laughs> that is your dream job. That is my dream job. Sit around, watch TV. Oh, all right. Hey, uh, once again, the Tyler employees had numbered tattoos on them that also helped them being able to uh, track. They're supposed to be able to track them no matter where they are in the facilities. Um they uh, get the alerts that they are in different areas, and so they send out soldiers to go get them to like rescue them. Uh, and then we get more Goldberg music on top of that. So nice. <laughs> yes, and no jackhammers. God damn it. <laughs> no jackhammers. No spears. No jackhammers. Yeah. As they investigate, they see a gelatin substance, but uh, nothing else. And they start to find chunks of flesh. Uh, they uh, break through a door and find bodies in bags hanging. Uh, uh, from the ceiling. Super creepy. Yeah, that's always a creepy thing, is when you're walking around their body in some bags and they're just hanging there. There are also some bodies on the table, 
One opens her eyes and begs to be killed. Then all of a sudden we see a baby zombie start clawing its way out of her stomach. Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get like alternative photography of us with our faces imposed over that aliens guy from the history channel. Yeah, yeah. Aliens. I'm not saying it's a ripoff of aliens, but it's a ripoff of aliens. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to say they took the story of aliens directly, but I am saying they took the story of aliens directly. Oh yeah, totally. Um, uh, let's see the zombie baby pops up. Out and they use a flamethrower and burn them to uh, to death. So hot, yes, <laughs> literally, literally <Hot>. flaming. <laughs> uh, the rest of the bodies start to rise from the tables and they roast them as well. But now there's movement uh, sensors going off everywhere and they seem to be surrounded. And then the uh, the uh, base van loses visual. Uh, the soldiers are attacked by the dead, and they are able to fall back. One soldier is caught and is ripped apart. Also, another trying to help him also gets scattered and ripped apart. So stop trying to help people when they're surrounded by zombies. It's over by that point. Just go your way. He sacrificed himself for us. No, we have <laughs> to go back and save him because he sacrificed himself for us. What the fuck do you mean? You just said he sacrificed himself. Well, there's nothing to go back back to <laughs> that's basically what we have we have a replay of the situation where they have to kill off some of the marines to show just how dangerous these zombies can be even though yeah. they're not actually xenomorphs even still man <laughs> it's fucking cool yeah right this whole shit everything that they did here this whole setup it's fucking cool mobile command units trying to reach them another soldier gets taken down and that soldier is actually the sergeant so the sergeant's dead sharon takes the van and drives it to the soldiers they uh back up and uh aliens start, yes start firing to get the soldiers inside the van but not before losing another man to the zombie horde uh the van has issues trying to start after they all get inside but sharon gets it going but then there's a zombie in the roof and the there's an opening for the cab like it's like a bars like who built this thing yeah why would you have a bar to sunroof and why would you put a sunroof in that kind of thing why yeah, where it's supposed to be a mobile command center. I mean, shit could get thrown in there. What the hell? Yeah, like a bomb or some shit. You don't want that. You don't want a sunroof in a mobile command center. No. You just make it really heavily air conditioned or something. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think it's just the way that that thing was. They took advantage of it and they hope nobody would notice or pay attention because they're like, they're going to be too distracted by the fact we ripped off aliens. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Sharon is able to get it off and drives away. Um, they get back to the base and that is our next clip. The sergeant and our companions aren't dead. I'm picking up this signal, but it's goddamn weak. Let's go back and get them. Are you crazy? I'm not going back there. You don't leave your companions in the hands of the enemy. You can't help them. By now, they've become one of them. They're no longer your companions. Is that true? Somebody tell me it's not true. We have to leave here, but not before destroying this damn base and its inhabitants. Now that's crazy. You're forgetting, this installation cost an enormous amount of money. Now let's not make any hasty decisions here. It's clear that we're dealing with an important new species, and I don't think that you or anyone else has the right to exterminate them! Maybe you haven't quite noticed it yet, but that important species you're talking about just kicked our asses. Look, as a representative of Tyler Incorporated, I refuse to allow that action. This operation is under military jurisdiction. Seeing the actual conditions of Captain Jurgens and the deaths of Sergeant Zamora, the command falls under me. Therefore, we're getting out of here and we're destroying the damn place. Yeah, but how? Unfortunately, the transmitters are damaged. We cannot use them. The devices are broken. Somebody has got to get out to the antenna and realign it manually. 
So someone has got to go out there? Sure. Right. With those hungry creatures running out there, you can count me out. I'll go. With all those supermen, I'm their expert on electronics and antennas. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't watch this movie for the dialogue, obviously, kids. No, no. Uh, that's why there are only five clips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not there yet, but there is a set piece in this movie that just when I was like, okay, maybe this isn't as much fun as I'm ha- I'm thinking I'm having, that when it hits, you're like, holy fuck. I mean, the, <laughs> the body's hanging from the bags from the ceiling. That was pretty gruesome, and I was pretty like into that, and I was like, oh, okay. But then it just delved back into being a lame zombie movie with a bit of alien ripoff overtones to it, and I'm like, okay, what are they going to do with this? Because it's starting to get a little tedious at this point of the film. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, well, that uh, female soldier, she goes out to fix the antennas. Uh, Her name is Kramer, and she says she will have them fixed, and uh, she'll get to the antenna in 10 minutes and be able to get them fixed. She realizes the antennas, and after she does so, sends sends out an alert. Uh, But then some creature, big hairy creature, shows up. It cuts her in half. Here's the fun part. You never see this creature again. That's because I do believe that this big hairy creature is from another movie with the same actress and they just reuse the footage and that's why it only shows up here. I wouldn't be surprised. We still have one more of these shot on DV movies left. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a scene from the movie we're doing next week in the Land of the Cannibals. I would I would laugh hysterically if that was it. Well, I mean, it's fucking Matei. It's got to be something like that. That's yeah. There's no reason that he would just build a hairy suit creature or even just buy a gorilla suit or rent a gorilla suit and not use it in four films. That's not how Matei works. Hey, not wrong. Uh, the team decides they will barricade themselves into the lab in our next clip. When was the rendezvous set up with the submarine? About 20 days. 20 days? We won't last here 24 hours. Those damn things will get in here and rip us to pieces. Stay in line, soldier. Look, I'll be over there. I'm going to analyze a few samples. Morris, I want you to destroy these samples as soon as you're through with them, okay? Mr. Barker gave me instructions to the contrary. They must be kept alive in order to turn them over to Tyler Incorporated. He was very explicit about it. Look, these samples are worth millions of dollars, and they belong to our company. Now, if you're smart, we'll come out here and look like heroes, and you'll be set for life. Are you crazy? How can you think of taking dangerous creatures like this out of here? It's my job. You son of a bitch, Barker. You tricked me, but I promise you, You won't get off so easily. I'll do everything I can to keep you away from doing this job. I'm really disappointed in you, you know, Sharon. I expected more from you. I thought you were smarter than that. I'm only happy to disappoint you, Buck. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, this is the conversation that Paul has with Ripley on Aliens, similar. Yeah. But what purpose do reanimated dead really have that a corporation can make money from this? Like, I don't... Like, the aliens, <laughs> I get it. Like it's a weaponry. Regenerative cures or something? Weaponry, maybe? Like, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what purposes do the aliens serve? <laughs> they were just weaponry. They were just gonna yeah. be purely weaponry, which is, you know, that's the so the 80s. <laughs> yeah, right. Um... Sharon and the new commanding officer, his name's Taylor, they flirt a little bit, and she makes him promise to end her if the dead ever get to her. He also gives her, uh, shows her, like, I think the flamethrower gun or whatever it is, and shows her how to use it. So Sexy. Yeah, you know what this is? Yeah. This is Michael Bean and Ripley talking it out right there in, in exactly. Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
She goes back to the lab, but it's empty. However, there are still a few of the zombies, like, in cages. But then Sharon is locked inside, and as she starts calling Taylor for help, uh, Barker shuts off the headset. Where's the fucking facehugger for this sequence? Because otherwise, this is just fucking stupid to just have a bunch more, like, zombies come at her. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This was, like, the first big misstep where I'm like, what are you doing, Matei? This is dumb. You're doing lie for lie the fucking movie. (laughs) I mean, he could have at least made some kind of a creature that would be like a face hugger or something that would work that would be creepy but just more zombies coming at her i mean we've already seen that a hundred times in the movie before that and a bunch of other zombie movies it doesn't work quite as well exactly um she uh finds a muzzle on the ground that was on a zombie and now we see that zombies free with no muzzle uh taylor finds the headset and turns it on and here's the attack happening. They blast the door open and fry the zombie the attacking Sharon with the flamethrower. Okay, and this also doesn't make sense because she's not going to be housing a alien embryo like it would be in Aliens. She's not going to be housing a zombie like that that they can use her to smuggle it. It's just dumb. Yeah, very dumb. <laughs> and by the way, I'm laughing the entire time thinking of this while I'm watching the movie going, yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> It's so dumb. I was just shaking my head the entire time. Uh, <laughs> but like for a good reason, because it's so ridiculous, yeah. you have to laugh. I did. I did. Uh, they get Paul captured. Uh, and as they're deciding what to do with them, they get more movements and they say they are pretty much surrounded. And yes, the dead are here and are entering the building. Uh, we get a quick little firefight where one of the scientists and another soldier are taken down and torn apart. Uh, Paul runs, gets in front of everybody, closes the door and locks it on him. So uh, then we cut the submarine is getting an SOS and they will arrive at the rendezvous in three hours. Uh, Paul sees that all the cages are empty and then is attacked and torn apart by other zombies that were being kept there. Uh, yeah, just like Paul Rudd's character and how he gets killed. <laughs> yes. Uh, Taylor and Sharon are separated from that annoying soldier, and uh, he, on the other side of the door, is attacked and killed and devoured by a group of zombies. The actual zombies, like, trying to break through doors and the soldiers dealing with zombies and the soldiers firing off guns at stuff, that shit is really good in this film. That stuff is done yeah. really well. And there's a couple sequences where it looks like they may have shot some of this stuff with better cameras, because there's some sequences where they shoot things and it looks like this was just done with a shitty dv camera and then the stuff with the soldiers and battling the zombies looks like it was done with a much more nicer digital camera of some sort yeah that's true it did (laughs) some of those fight scenes were pretty good yeah it's like it was really weird like the stuff doesn't match up and it makes me kind of wonder like how much of this was another movie that he ripped off aliens with yeah right that they then inserted the zombie stuff into as well because when they're cutting back and forth the footage is so uneven and it doesn't match up to where it becomes one of those things where you're kind of like trying to play the guessing game of am i going to see this again probably i'm going to see a lot of this stuff again in another movie i I feel it (laughs) yeah right um let's see here uh we see uh two other soldiers are being chased uh one of them's the old uh commander or the one is the captain and the other one is a a injured shoulder uh, soldier uh sharon and taylor find the dead feasting on the annoying guy and they shoot a little bit and then run uh the captain and the other soldier are blocked in and they decide that they're gonna fight and because the other guy can't go anymore and then they decide to do what they did in aliens and they 
they both take out grenades, wait for them to be surrounded, and then blow themselves up. So when they both hold onto the bomb and aliens, and they're both like kind of like holding each other and the bomb at the same time. But those two were so tight with each other, and yeah. you felt like that they were actually kind of a couple, and they were kind of in love, but they were two hard asses that wouldn't admit it. That death has feeling. That death has meaning to it. This death is just completely hollow and lame, and they don't even bother like holding each other or making it feel no. like you don't you don't miss well, them they both at all. Had grenades in this one. Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. It just I like yes, yeah, I get what you're ripping off, but you're doing it really badly, and it's just fucking lame. And I just laugh yeah. at this. <laughs> I mean, like I can see where if someone has never seen aliens this film would just be completely fucking crazy and stupid and they would hate it and that's it you yes. know that would be it. oh yeah exactly <laughs> uh taylor gets a bite on his arm uh as they're fighting through then sharon and taylor get back to the van and they take off sharon tells taylor to just hold tight she leaves the van taking the flamethrower gun and says she has to do something that something is to clear out lv 426 and make sure that all the alien oh, zombies are dead yeah yeah <laughs> Don't say aliens. I said aliens. Stop saying aliens. I'm not saying this is an aliens ripoff, but this is an aliens ripoff. I'm not saying this is a total aliens ripoff. I'm just saying someone watched the movie Aliens and decided to make the same thing just with zombies. <laughs> Wait, so isn't that a total aliens ripoff? I'm confused. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to be nice to people. <laughs> It doesn't suit you. I would stop. I know, right? It felt unnatural. Uh, she goes through one of the other buildings and finds the room with all the hanging bodies again. And then she finds like the little like uh, like holes in the walls where the dead were coming through that first time and goes in there. She sees some zombie children, for lack of a better word, playing. And then finds a room with all these female, you know, I don't know if they're also zombies. They None of them look like zombies. They look like regular women, but they're all like integrated together in this like mesh of meat wall, all with tubes in their stomachs. And we see a big brain in a case. This is the shit I was talking about when it goes, yeah. and when it goes this route where they're like full aliens rip off, but instead of it being xenomorphs, it's this weird cybertronic fucking zombie brain thing that's like impregnating women. Yeah, all these people are stuck to the wall, you know, with stuff like ingestating, you know, uh, xenomorphs. I mean, zombie babies. Yeah, this shit was amazing. When it got to this point, I'm like, I am so fucking in movie. The last, what, 15 to 20 minutes of this movie is incredible. This is the shit that makes it worth watching. And then you see this machine, this tube sucking out the babies from the, the women's bodies. Yeah, it's so fucking gross. It's like aborted fetus cyber tech. And all these zombie children kind of look like, uh, all the zombie children look like uh, coneheads. Yeah, I was thinking they look kind of like the eyeless monster children from Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah, they look like that too. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, more of them start to show up, and the big brain talks to Sharon, and that is our final clip. Yours is a hopeless fight, you see. Come, my little darlings. Come to your creator. Gather round. Do you like my children, Sharon? Would you like to become one of them? Come on. It's such a sweet surrender to become one of the master race. No! You and your disgusting children from hell have to disappear from the face of the earth! But you don't understand. Soon the world will be ours. Wrong! You are going to hell and all your damned race! <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, all your damned race. <laughs> so is she xenophobic or, or is she xenomorphophobic? I can't tell. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She 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 doesn't like them. Yeah. 
this shit is cool. This whole sequence, like I said, the last 20 minutes, her blowing shit up, her getting revenge, these zombie monster hybrid children, the abortifetus cybertronic tubes, all this stuff is awesome. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's so fucking uh, weird. Uh, <laughs> it's, so, it's so fucking weird. Well, anyway, she then flames on and uh, starts burning everything around her. Um, as she leaves, the hanging bodies, they all try to get to her, so they all reanimate. They're trying to grab her. That answers your question. They actually are zombies. They're just basically birthing zombie tubes. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's able to uh, get out, and the compound still starts blowing up now everywhere. So there we go. She's not quite nuking the site for morbid, no. but she's at least blowing up a lot of shit. She pulls off in the van, uh, but then they crash for some reason. Because uh, they crashed in aliens. Yes. Uh, Taylor and her get out, and they start blowing away the zombies surrounding them. Taylor sacrifices himself for her, and, you know, a lot of sacrificing in the zombie movie. So so far for Matei. Yeah, I mean, he's big on someone sacrificing themselves for his lead character because it's usually a woman and she's not strong enough to save herself. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> sexism. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the sub comes a service uh, surface and she sees it from a dock. Uh, we see more of the compound blowing up as the dead are starting to come up behind Sharon and she just smiles and roll credits. All right, so final thoughts. This is a fucking fun-ass fucking movie to watch. It's stupid, it's ridiculous, but God, is it so much fun. Yeah, it is so great. <laughs> it's so dumb, but so fun at the same time. I just can't get enough of it. I watched this, <laughs> I watched this like twice. I watched uh, up to about the last 20 minutes, and then I couldn't believe what I had seen in the last 20 minutes of it or so, so I backed it up. Basically to the part where she goes in by herself and reenacts Ripley and Aliens like she's going to go save Newt and take out the Queen and all that shit like that's yeah. that last part of the sequence i watched twice because i enjoyed it that much i love yeah. that sequence dude i was having so much fucking fun that sounds yeah i mean you, you really can't escape how much of aliens this movie just took right well and like i said at the beginning of the show this is the thing that i enjoyed the most about this movie when i'm watching italian cinema and i know it's italian ripoff cinema they're not trying to do something that's new or original they're literally just stealing from a bunch of different sources i love it when they put a bunch of different sources together into a blender and come up with this weird ass movie that makes absolutely no real sense but is still kind of fun to watch like we covered some of the stuff like uh when we were guesting on outside the cinema with sergio marchtino you know and i had i think i was the only one that had fun with that after the fall of new york like and nobody else seemed to like it nearly as much as i did with 2019 after the fall of new yeah. york like that one was awesome you know I, I like that kind of thing where they're just like yeah let's do a little mad max let's do a little uh knockoff of uh escape from new york we'll just throw all this stuff together and just kind of see what happens you know, like uh, the Bronx Warriors, I think it's 1919, the Bronx Warriors or something like that. Warriors of the Wasteland, all of these like knockoff, weird hodgepodge movies of like all these different ideas is fucking great. But a one to one ripoff like we had last week with Mondo Connaball, where it's literally a one to one ripoff is just the worst thing that Matei could possibly do. When he starts mixing the stuff yeah. up like he did in this one, it's way more enjoyable. It's way more entertaining. Yeah. And the fact that it's a sequel to a movie that we also kind of had fun with and we have that Sharon character back and we do get to find out what happened to her 
And I didn't even mean to make these two end up being where they were. Like, I could have easily transposed them and done zombies the beginning first. I had no fucking clue. We just lucked out that we watched the sequel yeah. in order. Like, that's perfect. Yeah, we got real lucky on this one. Yeah, and <laughs> if you wanted to, you could also watch Alien and then watch this movie, and it would feel like you're watching Aliens. Yeah, only, right? Only you'd be cheated. You would feel very cheated. You would feel, yeah, very... You would feel good. You wouldn't feel good. Did and did anything actually hit the vomit scale for you? Like, did anything actually make your stomach churn when you were watching it in this? No, not really. The sequence where the tubes are pulling out of the women's guts really made me feel kind of queasy a little bit. I had to watch that twice. Did it? Yeah. I, th- I think that might be the closest it got, but still nothing, like, too bad. And I also felt extremely uncomfortable with the mostly naked zombie uh, pinhead kids, where yeah. y- you could clearly see they just glued a flap of some kind of, like, latex over top of their naughty bits, but left their ass is hanging out i was like yeah, no that, no Matei, that that's was uncomfortable wrong. Yeah. yeah that was that was awkward as shit <laughs> i'm like don't do that no movie this is like in the 2000s you you can't do that that's that's a bad movie bad movie <laughs> At least they didn't film the backside of the kids too much. There's like one or two that pop up on the screen and you're just like, no, bad movie. Ew. <laughs> and they did not do this movie. At least film the kids from the waist up for a lot of this, you know, unless you're in extremely wide shots. And even then, you know, like put some clothes on the kids and give an excuse for why they're wearing clothes. Jesus. Yes, please. Something. But the pinhead makeup for them and the weird teeth and everything, that was awesome. And the little kids, you could tell all those little kids were totally into doing this sequence. They loved being these monsters. Oh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> you could tell they're all over the place and just having a blast. And it seems like oh, the, yeah. la- the lady who played Sharon seems like she was really enjoying herself in this one. She seemed bored and disaffected in the other movie, but she seemed like she really sunk her teeth into this one, probably because they let her play with more guns. Yeah, probably. Gave her more of a, uh, a part to... Yeah, something to actually, like, you know, glom on... Less damsel distress and maybe more (laughs) Ripley. Yeah, yeah, she got to be a fucking ripoff of Ripley. Who wouldn't enjoy doing that? You know, hell, I'd love to play a ripoff of Ripley. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, so that's pretty much all I've got on this movie. And God, we're still under an hour after all of that. Yeah, right? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) It went really, really quick. We're going to need some PSYOP news to pad this episode out at least a little bit. Uh, I got one. Yeah, there's plenty in the group. There's a lot of weird, creepy shit that happens. So Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break here. We're going to play a promo for another podcast. We'll have a little bit more music befitting of Zombies, the sequel beginning Aliens ripoff. And when we come back, we will have some PSYOP news. Hello, everyone. I am Rod Barnett. I'm Troy Gwynn. And we are your hosts for Cast, the podcast about the films of Paul Nashie. We, for over five years, have brought you the joys of Spanish cinema, filtered through our brains to you. Yes, now, what is it that qualifies two southern boys to talk about films that came out of Spain? And I can't think of a single thing. There's nothing that qualifies. Nothing. Nothing. Except that we just love, love them, love them, love them. We love them. Nashi Cast yes. covers the films of Paul Nashi and any other Spanish horror film that we can pretend we know something about. Uh, yes. If you love beautiful women wearing incredibly short miniskirts in subarctic temperatures, <laughs> chased by werewolves in leisure suits. If you love werewolves, mm-hmm. vampires, unidentifiable beasts, or crazy people driving women around and talking like a maniac. <laughs> yes, flying cats, beheadings with axes. <laughs> Blood that looks Sham- like melted crayons. Shambling zombies, yeah. Some of the films that we've covered in the past are Mark of the Werewolf. How of the Devil. Vengeance of the Zombies. Horror Rises from the Tomb. Tombs of the Blind Dead. Vampire's Night Orgy. Oh, yes. 
Join us on this journey through the golden age of Spanish horror where Paul Nashi, Leon Klamowski, Jess Franco, Amando Diasorio take us through a filter Espanol. Join us for the Nashi Cast. In the dead world, you definitely will not last unless you are one of the dead that they're discussing. Yes, this is true. (laughs) That's how life is. (laughs) Yes, and it's pretty much, you know, the rest of the world. Why can't you just be normal while the dead world screams in dead? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, something else that's going to scream in dead, Matt. Give me some sign. This one was given to us by Robert Ward. 
<laughs> Our boy Robert, yes. Yes. New York Post, drunk stripper hits boss with billiard ball after she was fired for falling off the stage. Yeah, I think Christopher, our, our boy Christopher from uh, the Time Shifters podcast, was also saying that he needs video evidence or at least a recreation to know what was going on. Right. <laughs> we uh, need to, we need to see in detail what was going on with that stripper falling off the stage and all of the other stuff that happens afterwards. It's for the New York Post. A slosh stripper chucked two poop balls at her boss's face, busting the woman's nose. I have the most confused direction right now <laughs> because she was fired from an Oklahoma City jiggle joint, according to cops who arrested her. Right. Now. <laughs> right? Pole dancer Ashley Parola, 26, is accused of going balls out the humongous balls. with rage after she was canned for being so drunk she fell while dancing on stage at the Red Dog Saloon. Gotta love a girl who can take a punch. Jesus. <laughs> I got a bunch of these, yeah. <laughs> Uh, after she got the boot, the seething stripper tossed a purple stripe number 12 but, and the cue ball on her manager. If you want a fear boner. Holly Jones. Always looking for Wang. It was arrested Tuesday for the cops. All cops are bumbling dummies. Afraid of vaginas. The Blotto booty shaker then fled the club, which is billed as Oklahoma City's best in adult entertainment, and booked it to a nearby convenience store, police said in the report. All cops are bumbling dummies. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. <laughs> After being permitted to, to work by dancing on stage, Parola fell down twice. The incident report notes, Jones fired Parola for coming to work intoxicated. Then Parola grabbed a nearby billiard ball and threw it at Jones, striking her in the face and on the bridge of her nose. I think that's going in the spank bank. <laughs> it's the erection that counts. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> uh, Gotta love a girl who can a take a punch. <laughs> A responding officer found Jones with significant swelling to her face. It cuts on her nose and right eye. I make money from my sex work. <laughs> her tank top was also splattered with blood, but she refused to be taken to the hospital. Everyone will be coming on my face. While riding in a cop car, Parola went berserk and offered all of her money to the officer in exchange for taking her home instead of jail. Then she tried to... You can't pay a bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. <laughs> Then tried to bust out the window of the ride, according to police. When I, uh, when I the police is quoted as saying, the officer recorded as, uh, recorded as saying, when I refused to, uh, when I refused to told her I was transporting her to jail, she began screaming incoherently and banging her head on the window of my car. Uh, when this I lady is fucking nuts. America is a bunch of cunts. When I arrived in the Sally Port of the jail, Parola was attempting to kick out the window of my scout car. The lining of the door was loosened, but Parola did not significantly damage the officer's vehicle. Sounds like she's on PCP or some shit, right? She's, yeah, she's way fucked up. Uh, I don't think booze is the only thing in her system. No, not if you're, like, uh, acting like a wild animal and you're kicking out a cop car door. Like, that's not easy yeah. to fucking do. No, not at all. Believe me, uh, I know. Police, re <laughs> police recovered the billiard balls inside the strip club as evidence, including one that was found next to a cornhole board near the bar's main stage. Cornhole this, board this, in a fucking strip club. That is this, hilarious. This place says, this place says everything. This budget is out of control. Afraid of vaginas for that, or they just had a bukkake mouth party all right so how did she throw the billiard balls matt did she launch them from her nethers no no it's this sounds like more probably of a softball throw here shut up dude don't ruin this for me oh i'm sorry yes she <laughs> uh crossed her uh, she uh, opened her legs and just gave a loud grunt and fired that thing out of her vajayj at 99.9 miles per hour all of that is clips someone go for it somehow yeah <laughs> Prola, who was charged with assault and a dangerous weapon and assault and battery, was no longer listed as in custody at the jail as of early Friday. Attempts to reach her were unsuccessful. Attempts to hire 
her at your strip club for a repeat performance are ill-advised. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that lady's nuts, man. I know, man, but I just go for it for like the, just the name recognition at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know her as the woman who will assault me with pool balls when I hire her and fire her on the same night. Taking to the stage is Foxy Loxy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know her as somebody who can fire a billiard ball at 103 miles per hour. From her vajay. Here comes Sapphire. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, gentlemen. Tongues and fingers off. Sapphire. <laughs> Remember, better tip her well. She gets mad. She might break your face with the fucking cue ball. Don't make her angry. Your fucking surgeon won't like it when she's angry. Or, or maybe your surgeon would like it because he gets more money out of you by fixing you up when he, yeah. she fucks you up. <laughs> we have our dancer here. Also a facial reconstruction surgeon right on the other stage. Also, there are non-disclosure agreements at the door. Gentlemen, make sure you sign them. <laughs> oh, that's so fucked up. Pulling it just to pull it. Yeah. It's going to cost you some oh, serious right? cock. And other horse sex news. <laughs> We're still not even close to a full length episode yet, man. <laughs> like at an oh, hour and fuck. eight. <laughs> uh, Want to do one more story? Yes, please. We got to fill this up this, somehow. This also comes from Robert. Uh, woman sentenced for posing as sheriff's deputy to free boyfriend from jail. <laughs> awesome. Yes. An Arkansas woman who posed as a California sheriff's deputy to break her boyfriend out of jail has been sentenced. Maxine Fieldstein, 30, pleaded guilty on Monday to several charges, including criminal impersonation, and was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Jesus but wept. But half, half, half of her sentence was suspended by the judge. Oh, but that's 15 fucking years. 15 years for impersonating an officer to try and bust somebody out of jail. Neo-Nazis are pretty good people. What does that have to do with anything, Matt? Well, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm a cunt. <laughs> That, uh, well, that's jerk. true. Uh, in July, Fieldstein posed as Deputy Al Kershaw with the Ventura County Sheriff's Office at the Washington County Jail and presented forged documents to fool those at the jail into freeing her boyfriend. Let's jacket or something. Yeah, right. The boyfriend, Nicholas Lowe, reportedly told Feinstein to pose as a deputy from one of the sheriff's offices, uh, the station reported, citing court documents. All kinds of things you don't want on your dick. Lowe told his girlfriend that she should tell the jail staff that the sheriff's office was having issues with overcrowding and all low-priority extraditions have been suspended. I've had seven dicks inside of me. Two days later, a real Ventura County Sheriff's deputy called the jail to let them know he was on his way to pick up Lowell. My gum has a cure for cancer. Which is when jail officials realized what happened. The couple was arrested in Fayetteville about a month after the incident. In court earlier this week, Feldstein also pleaded guilty to second-degree criminal impersonation, forgery, and third-degree escape. In February... Pull out and further degrade her by coming on her. <laughs> Scoutmaster Lewis, no! <laughs> in February, Lowe pleaded guilty to third-degree escape and was given a year in prison. With credit for time served, it will be suspended for five years once he's released. Wow, so he so, got off lighter than what she did, and she went through all that to bust him out. Love is a dangerous thing, folks. Finger bang a girl with a corpse hand. Welcome to the South, man. <laughs> yeah, where women are wholly punished for things that they do or don't do based on whether or not it was for a man. Always looking for Wang. Yes, and the man is very little, very not punished at all. Especially a cis white man who can get away with murder, rape, and pillaging. No problem. That's exactly that who he was. A metal rod shoved up my rectum. Yeah. Fuck. It's a white cis male. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shut up. Are you talking about penises right now? Yes. Does this make me gay? 
No. Put it in the butt. That might, depending on whose butt you're putting it in. Does this make me gay? It might, depending on the butt you're putting it in. What's with all that asshole creep? Uh, it's to help you put it in said butt, I would assume. I wasn't going to go shoulder deep for real. Yeah, you were. You probably were. Scoutmaster Lewis, no! <laughs> yeah, he needs to stop doing that shit. It's going to cost you some serious cock. Well, maybe. I got Botox in my scrotum. Drop the humongous balls. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want them to look younger, I assume that's what you're going to have to do. Something, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess this is just going to have to be a ridiculously short episode that may actually be the first one we do under an hour, because I got nothing else. I'm fucking tapped out, and we talked about the movie I- for a long time. We did, yeah. I'm tapped, man. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, so watch Aliens and then watch Zombies the Beginning and you're good. And then we're just going to pull the chain on the PSYOP news in this whole episode. Yes. All right. So we're going to play the ending promo to talk about other Legion podcast shows. We're going to have some more music that is also befitting of Zombies, the quote-unquote beginning of the sequel. And when we come back, we will close out this fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Mean Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
when the dead come back, you are definitely going to be doomed by the living dead. Had to throw in a little bit of Merciful Fate there. All right. Yeah. Nice. Fucking love Merciful Fate. And plus, the Resurrects were happy and upbeat, and we had to close out this uh, episode about this horrible ripoff of a movie with something a little more downtrodden and depressing, and I think Merciful Fate fit that bill perfectly. Plus, the Resurrects don't have songs over like three minutes, and we needed something at least five to help close out the show. Right? Jesus, we need some help on this one. Yeah. You can find our show on legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. That's our main landing page where you can find all of our episode releases as well as other stuff available on Legion Podcast if you just click on the overall podcast tab. We got a Facebook group, Cinema Psyops, where I sincerely hope that some of the, I'm not saying it's an aliens ripoff, but it's an aliens ripoff photography gets made for us. That would be amazing. That would be excellent. <laughs> That's Cinema Psyops on Facebook groups. I am Court Psyops on Facebook and Matt is Matt Psyop. You can email feedback to Matt Psyop. Matt at gmail.com let him know that he's a hell of a trooper for doing all of the notes on all of these Matei movies yeah I uh I'm gonna have some problems here in the future I think I'm gonna have some pretty bad shit going on in my head I'm gonna need therapy you can email feedback to court cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com let him know that all of his daddy issues are a direct result of causing this show for happening and did not try and deal with it just to be the damaged fucker that he is that's probably also true <laughs> you can twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate chill hate filled shit fest that is twitter i am at court underscore psyop and he is at psyop matt so once you pick a name on twitter can you change it or is it instagram that won't let you change it which one is the one that doesn't let you change it after you pick it uh well i don't think you can change your at name on twitter but you can change your display name yeah like you can't change your at name at all regardless of what you do once you pick it you're stuck yeah, with it the, yeah. so you either delete yeah. the account and create a new one and hope that you can restart or you're just fucked and you have to keep that name yeah pretty much <laughs> so like some 14 year old kid years ago when twitter was first a thing and created a, a twitter account was like yeah you know at little pony fan now he's stuck with that shit unless he wants to be a brony i suppose yeah but just say it if he no longer wants to be a brony he's like oh shit <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being a brony as long as you're not being creepy about it yeah well i know i don't say there's anything wrong but if you don't want to be a brony anymore and you're stuck with at Little Pony fan for a Twitter handle, you're stuck with that. <laughs> well, if you're not stuck with it and you'd like to check out some also creepy stuff, we have an Instagram page, cinema underscore psyops, which is wholly and solely run by me. So all the stuff posted on there, I'm the one to blame on that, not Matt. And of course, we are yeah. also following, or by we, I mean me, I'm also following a lot of Instagram models and tattooed ladies, things like that, that post on Instagram and are looking to get people to subscribe to their private Patreon feed. I'm that guy. Yeah, I'll look at your Instagram, but I'm not paying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's about as creepy as i get and luckily i can yeah. i can probably change my cinema psyops uh, instagram handle there we'll see if that ever changes or not i doubt we'll have one specifically for the show because i'm the only one that does the social media stuff anyway yeah i'm, I'm not i'm not a pro at social media <laughs> you're not a pro at life no i'm not <laughs> Well, if all of you out there are pros at life, kick the fuck out of that life and this week and make it your bitch. Got to watch them be quick, I'll be dead Snake eyes in heaven, the thief
Hey, what's up, dude? Not much. How you doing? Pretty good, I guess. <laughs> just, <laughs> just glad to be getting this out of the way early so I can try and get it edited earlier as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Since I'll be going out of town for the actual release dates. Yeah, right? No shit. <laughs> All right. Well, I got everything good to go, and um, I'm actually set up to be able to do um, the clips and everything and play it to where you can hear it and record it and all that. Um, Sounds I'm, good. I'm still splitting our audio out to make sure that we're on different tracks so that if we talk over each other, I can still space it out. Okay, good. Wow, you just got really distorted and quiet. Are you uh, not on your mic? No, I'm good on it. Weird. Hang on. I was in pain, like <laughs> head to toe in pain. My fever must have broke while I slept that night. I felt better the next day and went to the doctors. And yeah, I was deaf in one ear. It was fucked up. I just got my hearing all the way back yesterday. That's crazy. Yeah, fucking nuts, dude, right? Okay, it's going off and in again. God. That is our first clip. Okay, when we come back in, I'm going to totally talk about how this is completely an alien's ripoff. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. It's almost exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, like, they might as well have been referring to the island as, like, LG Force 26 or something. I forget. Remember, I can't so, remember what Alien Day actually is or what the LG 420 something or other is. Oh, yeah, exactly. When I saw this, I was like, holy crap, they even are actually pulling out the extended cut of Aliens where you have the director's cut of Aliens where there's more of this kind of stuff with the boardroom arguments. They even used that footage and stole that, that idea. It's fucking brilliantly bad. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Hold on. I can catch myself up here. Hold on. Oh, Jesus. Ah, cool, cool, cool. Okay. I'm surprised that it like break and go. Well, Ripley, I mean, Sharon. <laughs> I mean, Ellen. I mean, Sharon. <laughs> they even named the guy Paul. The guy that comes together, they even named him Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> uh. A uh, break through a door and find bodies in bags hanging uh, from the ceiling. Super creepy. Yeah, that's always a creepy thing is when you're walking around their body in some bags and they're just hanging there. The way hey, that give they... me one sec. Yeah, go right ahead. I, I, I need one second. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. I'll pause. All right, I'm rolling again. I, I forgot to grab tissue and I started like just free flowing mucus. So I decided I should probably blow my nose. <laughs> awesome. That got all recorded. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, her name is Kramer, and she says she will have them fixed, and uh, she'll get to the antenna in ten minutes and be able to get them fixed. Weird thing about Kramer, she slides into doorways all the time and then says hello, Jerry, for no reason. Yes, really, really weirdly too. And then, hello, Jerry. And then makes a bunch of weird like racial slur references while doing stand up, and then disappears from the face of the earth. Yeah. When that's well you should have done the first fucking place after you get done doing fucking Seinfeld and you're so fucking rich you don't need any more money <laughs> wait are we talking about the same person again I'm not uh, sure. I don't know but that guy's a dumb prick <laughs> yes so, uh, uh, kick the fuck out of that life and this week and make it your bitch <laughs> <laughs> that's like an hour and 19 minutes that's not even enough of a fucking show i don't know what we're gonna do you know what we're gonna have a shorter show this week you know it's memorial day weekend you know a lot of people take memorial day weekend off we're still doing a fucking show <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we're recording it the weekend ahead of time are we gonna pretend like we're recording it on memorial day well fuck it you know some people don't even do it at that i'm just saying <laughs> Yeah, but we got to make sure we get a release every year because I've been bragging or every week because I've been bragging about how we've gone four years without missing a week of releases, even if we do release a day or two late. Well, we still didn't miss a week. Not yet. Just a shorter show. Yeah, we don't have Mitchum. We can't skip a week. Yeah, right. <laughs> Such a lame fucking joke. I'm glad I recorded that. I didn't stop the recorder yet. <laughs> 
I'm literally just trying to pad out show with bullshit that I'm going to throw into the outtakes just to pad out the show at this point, dude. Oh, just pulling it just to pull it at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm just recording it just to record it. I'm just like, here, please listen to it. <laughs> Somebody love us. <laughs> yeah, somebody please I'm dealing with emotional issues about my family We're gonna give them so many great shows With the uh, fucking the Romero series coming up they, the, the, This one's just a uh, That's literally what Mamete feels like at this point Is just a placeholder until we get to better stuff yeah. Literally Yeah and it's gonna fall right. It's gonna fall at the end of every single one of our years if we do Mamete every year. So it's gonna be the same thing every year where we're like, we're just doing a placeholder to the final episodes for this year. It's gonna be a rough month for everybody. <laughs> it always is for us though. That's why Mamete is perfect. Yeah. It's always fucking rough yeah. for us. There's always crunch time. <laughs> it is. It is. All right, I'm gonna stop the fucking recorder. This is more than enough show. We'll just do what we have to do. Yeah. Right.